Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I saw this, and it just seems all kinds of wrong to me. Social media influencers, that, that's the ticket. That's what you want to do. If you can get that job, boy, you're, you've got it made. Some people make incredible amounts of money by posting on social media. Huge. Just bucket loads of it. Uh, for the most part, it's fine. Like, if a Kardashian plugs something on Instagram, you, you know what it's about, right? Someone's paying the Kardashian to put that on there. You know how it works. Same with a sports star, pop star, whatever the case may be. You know the deal. This is a... A paid ad. They're an endorsement. They're a spokesperson. Fine. Okay. What about when it's someone that we turn to for professional expertise, getting paid to use that expertise and profile as an expert to promote certain things? Things get shaky really quick for me, at least. You know, we're told to seek out professional help, prof professional advice, experts, especially when it comes to health and wellness. Uh, and especially when anyone and everyone has an opinion on social media, you've got to find a trusted source, they keep saying, right? So when we have people that should be trusted sources and are experts and have the education and the training and the background and all the rest of it, going on social media and getting paid to post for or against something uh, crosses all kinds of lines. The Washington Post recently looked into this situation and found both uh, American and Canadian dietitians are all wrapped up in this. And there are calls for some kinds of rules, standardized rules across the country, maybe, because we have some rules in some places, no rules in other places. It's a real, real gray area. So to help us with it, we're going to speak with Allison Thompson now. Allison's a bioethicist who teaches ethics to pharmacy and public health students at the University of Toronto. Allison, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate your time today. My pleasure. You know, at first glance, this really does seem problematic to me. You know, as someone who studies ethics in, in health-related fields, what's your take on dietitians being paid to post on social media? I think it's problematic in the same way that uh, doctors taking uh, money from pharmaceutical companies is. It creates a conflict of interest. And you're right. I mean, this is not new. I mean, it's a new way of doing something that's been around for a long time. Health practitioners have been used as marketing tools forever, right? Absolutely. And, and you know, it's, it's always been problematic. And this is just, um, you know, maybe uh, a less well-known uh, healthcare professional doing the same thing that's been done by uh, doctors for for decades. So you know, just because they have been doing it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do, though. Exactly, you're absolutely right. Uh, and this is different. I mean, it's just the same kind of a thing, but it's being done the way things are done in 2023, which means on social media. So w w when we see posts like this, I guess the danger is we're we're told to find trusted sources, and you know, you look for people that are experts in their field. So if you've got someone who is a registered dietitian, and you know that should be the expert that you turn to and, and, you, and you're supposed to trust. What does it do for health messaging overall and, and, and public trust in health when you've got a situation like this? Well, I think that's the, that's the real issue here is um, to what extent does, uh, does lobby groups like the sugar industry or pharmaceutical companies for that matter, to what extent does payment from them 
to buy your credentials, essentially, and promote their messaging, um, how does that undermine public trust in not just the individual clinician who's doing that, but actually in the profession as a whole? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the whole um, profession should be concerned about this practice. How do we, I mean, can we regulate it? Because some places in the country do. They at least make attempts, right? There are certain rules around this very kind of thing, health practitioners being used as quote-unquote influencers or, you know, being paid by different companies. There are some rules in some places, aren't there? Yeah, and, you know, there's there's always been conflict of interest guidelines guiding professional conduct, um, and the regulatory colleges for the health professions will usually have something to say about it. But it seems like this is a bit of a, a blind spot uh, for a lot of the regulatory colleges, and, and it really has to do with um, the conflict that's introduced between uh, the clinician putting the best interests of their patients ahead of their own interests. Is anybody doing it well? Can we can we take a look across the country and say, hey, the college in, I don't know, this province has managed to come up with a pretty good framework on how to regulate this? Well, you know, I'm not sure it needs extra regulation. It's really about using the tools that they already have, okay. like their codes of ethics, to, to actually um, discipline members who are engaged in this kind of practice. Because I think the, you know, the regulatory college's job is to protect the public. And so, that that is clearly within their mandate. Even though um, I think some of the regulatory colleges are saying this isn't their responsibility. No, you're you're right, and and some of them have made it just as simple as hey, you just got to let people know. I mean, just put up a hashtag in some cases saying sponsored or paid advertisement or whatever the case may be. I think that would help because if you're a consumer of social media and you come across this, I mean, what do you do? Do you automatically discount the information? That that question gets answered in some ways, right? Yeah, you know, I think it's a great start to demand that people disclose conflicts of interest, but it's really not enough a lot of the time. You know, we don't tend to think of healthcare as something where we employ the buyer beware kind of approach to consuming healthcare products. You know, we actually want the people who are providing advice to us to be trustworthy and we don't want to have to vet what they're saying or, you know, you know, legally they have, um, a responsibility to act in the best interest of their patients. So anytime where that, you know, and I'm not saying that that's actually happening here, but it's reasonable to assume that someone is being influenced by the person who's paying them because that's the whole point of them doing it. You know, so if a reasonable person can assume that there's undue influence there, then that's what really matters because the perception of a conflict of interest can be as damaging as an actual conflict of interest. Yeah, no question about it. It most certainly can. What's your advice to us as consumers out there when we come across this kind of content on our social media feeds? I mean, you don't want to discount it out of hand because it may be valid. Uh, What would you recommend? Yeah, this is tricky because, you know, I think a lot of, of the people who are doing this would say that there is research behind what they're saying, but the problem is who is funding that research? And that's where it can become more difficult for the public to find out, you know, okay, you're saying this is an evidence-based recommendation, but if the sugar lobby is the one that paid for the research to be done, we know from, uh, from studying how pharmaceutical companies work that when pharmaceutical companies fund drug trials, there is a positive bias in their research. So, you know, it can get really tricky to to say, well, just make sure that they're making evidence-based recommendations because 
the the sort of corruption of the scientific knowledge base is there too. So it it gets really tricky. And so, yes. you know, this is why I think it's definitely smart for people to demand that people disclose that they've been paid by somebody to say something on social media. But, you know, take everything with a big grain of salt because not everyone is disclosing yeah. and not everyone's a dietitian who's providing health information. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah. Be skeptical. I think that's part of the way the whole world works, especially when it comes to social media. You just got to you, you got to take everything with a grain of salt, as you said, which is, is kind of scary in its own right. Allison, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate your time.